Welcome to our podcast, Parenting by the Pint. Enjoy the show! Greetings, Minivan Mafia! Lauren and I are longtime friends from Chicagoland that love getting together to chat about life, kids, family, and beer. Each week, we'll feature a brewery and sample at least two of their beers. We'll also discuss a variety of topics ranging from parenting, pop culture, travel, marriage, and just about anything else that comes to mind. Hey, welcome, everybody. Sorry to make you wait on this one. Jeez. (laughs) And, you know, some some stuff going on over here. Dude, I came down with the plague like a week ago, and apparently it just like completely knocked me out of commission. We are finally able to get together and record as I inch closer to normal health. (laughs) Yeah, That's what we're hoping for right before the holidays. Yeah, Yeah. yeah, right. I hope (laughs) that I just got it out of the way. And now I'm going to be good. You know, yeah. let's say two months. Two months of wellness would be great. That would kind of well, get me here. past a January vacation I have planned that oh, we'll get to eventually. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, that I hope this is it for a while. I'm going to need a break from illness after <laughs> this one. This one hit me hard. Oh, yeah. No, definitely. Well, at least you got it out of the way before the holidays. That's always my, yes. my positive is yes. let's get sick before the holidays, before a big trip, before I have to like yeah. do things that I can't reschedule. So that yes. you, you got I, it in. Agreed. <laughs> and and as of and we're about T minus a week since I started feeling sick, I and no one else in my family has appeared to come down oh, with said that's plague. A that's good. So either they all had it before me and we had really long incubation periods because mm-hmm. I did have both of my children went through little bouts of illness where they had a couple days where they didn't feel well, but they mm-hmm. were like three weeks ago. Yeah. So I sort of was like, mm. did I really catch something from one of them or is this completely new? And it, I don't, I'm not, I still can't answer that question. Um, I don't know because no one else got sick, which is great. Hopefully I just didn't get anyone else sick. Yeah. That would be a plus. That's the best possible outcome here. So let's hope for that. Yeah. So let's, let's move on from that. Cause that's what I'm trying to do. Let's drink Uh, some beers. (laughs) Let's drink some beers. So we're going to drink two beers from seeds brewery, which Mm -hmm. I guess I should have looked up the official town that this is in. Union, uh, Union Pier. Pier. Yeah, because yeah, I went there uh, on our weekend away in Michigan. We stayed um, in a little house. A little house. That's not true. Stayed <laughs> in a very, very nice house uh, right off of Lake Michigan in uh, not Union Pier in New Buffalo, which is another oh. town. They're all kind of mixed together there. So that's why I was like, I got to check the actual address of this place. (laughs) Um, But my husband and I made an appearance at Seeds and had a couple beers and grabbed a few things while we were there. And we're going to drink two of those things uh, right now. And we're going to start with Farmer's Dream, which is an American Pale Ale. I don't know that we've had an APA in in a a while. while. Yeah. I'm excited to do that. So let's crack this baby open. All right. It smells good. It does. It's got a good I'm very pleased it. that I can smell it because I had a stuffy nose for <laughs> a few days. Sting? That was part of my plague. You are recovering. It's Yes. This is a sign of wellness. <laughs> that you can smell. Yeah. It's kind of hazy. My I know head. it does have a little bit of a haze to it. I was holding it in my hand. Uh, here and I can barely see my fingers through it. Yeah, um, I can see a shadow. Yes, they're oh, there. <laughs> they're there. It's got a nice head to it. It's got a nice aroma. Mm. It's very crisp. Oh, it's very crisp. A little, yeah. you know, we have gotten so accustomed to drinking like double IPAs and triples and all that stuff yeah. that whenever I go back to drinking a traditional, even an American pale ale, um, I sometimes forget how simple and clean 
um, and yet has that little spicy hoppiness that I enjoy so much. <laughs> yeah, it's got a great hop flavor to it. It's nice and crisp. This is something that I would drink like ice cold outside on like a nice oh, day. Yeah. Like this is a very clean, crisp like it's a little under five percent, I think. So it's a reasonably sessionable, yeah, four yes. and a half percent only. So this is a good, just yeah, just a great, you know, daily drinker. Even it's not yes. a not a high ABV. It's nice and clean. It's got a great flavor to it. It's not overpowering, and it's just a really clean, crisp, yeah, ale. This is good. This is really good. Mm. But before you dive into all of your seeds history which i am looking forward to i will tell a brief story about my michigan (laughs) weekend that i just want to share let's call it a a public service announcement that's what i'd like to this experience is is for all of you out there so that you don't make the same mistakes that i made it's good where it's a learning experience all right give us your psa we stayed in this lovely house and it had a hot tub and it's always been and I admit that this is short-sighted on my part. It's always kind of been my dream to sit in a hot tub on a cold night and have a drink and just kind of enjoy the evening, hot, hot tub, cool air, the whole situation. Mm-hmm. Well, a couple of things. First of all, uh, you're really not supposed to drink a whole lot of alcohol while in a hot tub because you know the combination of alcohol and the hot temperature of the water it's just it's not good for your body (laughs) so don't do that um so that's that's just the first thing i'm gonna say uh also my youngest child decided at some point it was a good idea to turn the hot tub to maximum temperature so it wasn't just hot it was like 105 degrees in there which is very hot which is it's hot for just sitting for too long okay Mm -hmm. so you know my husband and i decide oh kids are in bed we're gonna grab a beer we get like a like a very rare <laughs> Bourbon County from a previous year. And high ABV. That thing, I'm reading high ABV and, here. <laughs> and sit down in the hot tub and we're looking at the stars and we're talking about the house and, you know, whatever. And uh, at one point I'm sitting there next to him and I just go, wow, I'm really hot. I think I should get out. <laughs> and he's like, yeah, okay. Yeah, that's fine. Let's get out. And I got out of this hot tub. It's like 35 degrees outside. And I literally like sat down on the ground. Oh my God. Outside in the cold and was like, I don't feel very well. And I came inside. We got all of our, you know, stuff. Mm-hmm. And I put a towel on and I like get inside. And I'm like, I need to lay down. And I just laid down on the floor. <laughs> Not even made it to the bedroom. Just oh no, I didn't. Straight on the, the floor was up a flight of stairs i would have never made that i just laid down on the floor for maybe 10 minutes before i felt well enough to make the trek upstairs to the bed where i then laid down for probably half an hour but um yeah so it the the thing that i would do not matthew perry yourself in a hot tub ladies and gentlemen uh i say that half jokingly but half serious there is a real risk to raising your body temperature too high and drinking alcohol you should not do that not a safe (laughs) combination yes don't do that (laughs) so now uh, you learned something yeah i won't ever be doing that again and uh i did recover fully from my experience i think i felt more nauseous than anything else my husband was worried i was gonna pass out i don't think that that would have happened i think i would have i felt sick to my stomach and so it was really more that for me whenever i feel sick to my stomach Mm -hmm. or have in the past and i know people joke about this like when they get drunk um Mm -hmm. you lay down on the floor like to stop the world from spinning yeah no i get that And and for me, that mechanism works very well. The uh, laying flat on my back, even in my bed, like if I don't feel mm-hmm. well, 
settles me. So like, I was just like, I'm going to lay down because I know that I'm going to feel better if I do this for a couple minutes. And that was, and it did work. (laughs) It was just unexpected. (laughs) I'm glad that you managed to feel better relatively quickly. And uh, yeah, it all worked out. That was a, that was a fun time. What a great relaxing weekend. (laughs) But you brought us some beers back from mm-hmm. it. So, you know, win-win. Well, yeah. You, so tell me about something Seeds and... Brewing. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So Seeds. I've heard of them before. They're relatively new to the market. Union Pier, like Kara mentioned, um, they're very into using locally sourced ingredients. So they use mm-hmm. all locally sourced ingredients 100 percent local grains and hops grown from local farms um definitely everything is from the midwest that they use to brew their beer so um the owner ryan he first started brewing like everybody else as a home brewer in his cousin's uh-huh. basement he actually attended saint xavier which is in the oh. chicago suburbs um yes. so that's where he went to college and started his passion for brewing beer um then after college he actually joined another brewery um burnham brewing in michigan city right in indiana right close okay. to kind of you know on the way from here essentially to the new buffalo area um so but not far so then he opened his or had dreams of opening his own brewery so he bought um or he found space in an old building where they they wound up used to have some restaurants and an old tiki bar so you know he's revitalizing some some old entertainment venues. Uh, They were originally slotted to open in February of 2020. We all know what happened in February of 2020. I remember that (laughs) month very well. So they did not open in February of 2020. They did open, however, in February of 2021. So it posted back a year, um, but they did, you know, stick to it and wound up opening a year later. One of their first beers was called sleeping sickness and it was a beer brewed with chamomile tea i'm assuming in honor of the previous year and why Mm. you know they did not open um they're very big on old kind of german beer styles they pride themselves on foam and a good head if you get a beer poured there they some of their beers they say take five minutes to pour to perfect the head yeah. of foam on that beer. So they are very much into that and the old styles of brewing. They do not do flights. Their Wi-Fi password is actually no flights, um, <laughs> which I found funny but also entertaining. Um, but you can do tasting, uh, you know, of different beers to get to find what you what you're <laughs> looking for. So yeah, so they've only nice. been open for a few years. Um, and they do have a, you know, little bit of a tie to Chicagoland area since he started brewing when he was in college here. Um, That's cool. So, yeah. So they, they bottle or they can everything up there and they don't have a huge, uh, distribution area as of yet, but obviously, um, it's not that far from us. So if anybody's up and lots of people in this area go up that area for summer and things and all kinds of travel weekends. So if you're ever yeah. in the Union Pier, Michigan area, check them out. Yeah, give it a shot. I yeah. we did sit and have a beer uh at the brewery, my husband and I. They have a really, really nice outdoor area. It was warmer than our evening outside uh (laughs) later either that i can't remember if it was the following night or the same night um but we were there much earlier in the day regardless and uh they have a they have an awesome like fire pit and everything so even being outside and it was cool i you know it wasn't cold where you were sitting you could still reasonably be outside at that period you know and this was a few weeks ago um well probably a month ago now um that we were there uh and i felt really good about being outside they have a big outside area their indoor space is pretty small Mm -hmm. uh if we had not been able to sit outside it would have been hard to find a place to sit other than maybe at the bar one of us you know and the other Mm -hmm. one kind of just standing there so um that was nice it was nice it was a good time it was really close to the house uh which was great and uh you know we were able to grab a few things 
So no complaints. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, fantastic. So yeah. If you're in the area, I'll check them out. I'm sure I'll be up in the area at some point. It is my hope <laughs> that you are. I yes. mean, hopefully we're going to get out there at yeah, some point we'll again. Be there. Yeah. yeah. That sounds like a great uh, goal to have. I always like I to have something to look forward to. Agree. <laughs> agree. So, all right. Well, let's continue <laughs> drinking our pale ale here and move on to more kid talk. Let's talk about a kid topic. We've kind of been all over the place lately. So, yep. you know, let's circle back and remember what we began with. And let's, uh, but this is, you know, older, older kids. kids and definitely relevant for growing. us. Uh, and uh, so we're going to talk about online gaming tonight because, you know, that is a thing. Mm-hmm. That is a thing that is very common, especially when you start to get into that almost a teenager and is a teenager age range. You know, a lot of kids like to play video games. Video games are very, very popular uh, mm-hmm. hobby now. And uh, being online while doing it is super common. People play. Yeah. That's how they socialize. Uh, you know, a lot of young people not just teenagers socialize i mean into adult in online people, games yeah, yeah exactly like our husband's age people like i was gonna say i mean do, my yeah. husband still will play video games online with his friends about once a week and it's a way for him to connect with some friends that he has played video games with for a very long time but doesn't happen to live all that close to yeah and they're playing games that you that you really only can play online i mean in our college days and high school days video games were a little bit more common the like you know oh i have an xbox or i have a playstation and you come over and you play Mm -hmm. together in one spot sure and that has we've moved away from that i think far more often people play together online yeah and and mean yeah even a lot of times whatever game you're playing on whatever platform you use like a lot computer gaming is far more popular now than it was i think yeah certainly yeah. however xbox and playstation you play with people online too so oh, yeah. you know so it's it's all platforms you can join online games so yeah um, even well, on the switch on any, everything. that's what i was gonna so. say is that our first kind of foray into online gaming with our kids was on the nintendo switch mm-hmm. you know uh the switch has an online feature that you can sign up for where you're able to play somebody who also has a switch you're able to play cooperatively with them or, or yep. competitively mm-hmm. um there's no chat feature built in to like the switch itself so like you can't chat with somebody that you're playing with online there are games that have that feature Mm -hmm. but the switch does not have that feature so it's almost in a way a good way to introduce your kids to online gaming because they interact with maybe people they don't know but they're not actually talking talking to them them quite yet and i think this is what you and i were going to kind of hit on as we progress through this conversation is when you do start to interact with these strangers, mm-hmm. you know, what does that mean? And what what does that entail? And as parents, how do we handle that? And for me, my kids started on the switch, and the only person they really played with was my nephew. And they would call him sometimes on my phone, or you know, oh, now they're a little bit older on my son's there, yeah. phone, and they would just talk on the phone yeah, while yeah. they play. Uh, and they would play a variety of games, mostly uh Fortnite. they played a lot of Fortnite. that was kind of like i said my kids first real like competitive online game that had chat uh yeah my son's still i mean my son's nine he still does play Fortnite when his friends play Fortnite. so he we control on the switch who he can and cannot allowed to be friends with on right. there so his switch is far more locked down than his playstation is yeah. so he we have to put in a password to accept any friend requests on his switch um on the games so he does have a number of people that he is friends with that he still does play Fortnite with the thing is though that like these freaking kids na- put their names as 
nothing like their names. Like I could, yeah. I wouldn't even know that. The, I'm like, is this David? And he's like, yeah, that's David. And I'm like, how do you know? Like I know, it's right? Like well, my A B C D one two yeah. seven six. Like I don't know who this is. This could be some random stranger. Like how, yeah, I literally, I'm like, you need to ask him for his username before I will accept this and right. verify that this matches. I know, right? Uh, <laughs> but. Yeah, they're all over the place. But so that was how we got into at least started as well with just playing with other people was mm-hmm. on the Switch, but only friends that we accepted on the Switch. So, yeah. Yeah, same here. That was our that was the beginning for us. Um my kids also still play Fortnite, um not quite so much uh as they used to. I think it's because uh, you know, I think it's because they were looking for a different type of challenge for a video game. It's this very specific type of game and they just don't always want to play that type of game. So they go back and forth with it. They do play it still, but it's kind of in waves for them. Sure. Um, they've been on a huge Minecraft kick lately. Oh, really? Um, my kids both have their own Switch. We have two mm-hmm. and they both have Minecraft um and then at some point mysteriously i'm not exactly sure why my husband decided that they should get it on the computer we have two wow. computers desktop computers my husband's mm-hmm. current computer is one and his old computer we set up for the kids when he got the new one oh, okay. and like 2 years ago so that they could play video games with him sometimes on the other sure. computer or they could play video games um, on it without using his. And so that we sort of established. And at some point, like I said, without my consent, <laughs> input, yeah. <laughs> fair, it was fair, decided yeah. <clears throat> that they would play Minecraft on the computer. But unlike playing Minecraft on the Switch, you can join private servers of other Mm -hmm. people. Well, you can join these public servers that have basically everyone in the world on them. Yeah, whoever wants to be playing this game at this time. Yeah. Yeah, so we had a very long conversation with the kids about open servers, which is Mm. what happens on Minecraft, you know. And, And while I was, you know, not really for the idea of opening this game up to them Mm -hmm. uh you know the conversation really centered around you have to realize that a percentage of the people that you are playing this game with are adults yeah they're not children they are not nine-year-olds they don't go to your school they're they're adults and adults may or may not be interested in just having fun with you on Minecraft. Yeah. And really, we kind of just put it all out on the line. This was an opportunity, as negative as I have been about, you know, downloading this game, Mm -hmm. uh, for us to initiate the conversation with our kids that, like, there are going to be times where you're going to interact with adults and it's not going to be positive. Mm -hmm. They could be mean. They could say really offensive things. They could be perfectly nice and normal. That is obviously a possibility. Everyone, right, but everyone those aren't the ones you have to warn people about. Yeah, about. and that's I'm like, the other you, one. Yeah, you could also run <laughs> into somebody that's trying to get information from you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they could try to get personal information. Where do you live? Where do you go yep. to school? What's your name? How old exactly. is your brother? Yep. What's your Any mom and dad's names? Characteristics. Yeah, and regardless of how old you think they are or how old they say they are you you should not be giving out that information mm-hmm. and uh you know and then there's sometimes you're going to run into people that are trying to i'm going to use the word groom because that word is important yeah. but in essentially what they're doing is they're going to turn you against your loved ones and turn you toward them which Mm -hmm. is a strategy that people use online with kids and one day you're going to go into the chat and you're going to see xyz person and they're going to be like hey how was your day and you're going to say oh man my mom yelled at me because i didn't put my laundry away and they're going to say yeah moms really suck sometimes 
And you're going to go, yeah, I don't know why she was so mad. And that conversation could turn into a conversation where you start to get mad at me Mm -hmm. and you start to trust this person with private, with your, with your private life. And, and I know this sounds advanced, but I had this conversation with both of my kids Mm -hmm. and was like, you have to understand there are times where people are, they're having those conversations with you because they are trying to lure you. Mm -hmm. And as long as you realize that strangers are strangers and that you treat them that way and that you don't want them to know your person, you can play the game with them here. You want this rock I picked up? You can have it. Yeah. Whatever. But that's fine. Everything stays in the game in the but game and your real is, life yeah. is not. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Even as yeah. adults, <clears throat> if you're playing an online game with someone or you're having an online conversation with a stranger you're not going to go and tell them the private details of your life Mm-mm. yeah don't so do this any is, of that yeah, yeah. you don't this click on anything that had. you get sent in chats like links yep. are another thing like oh that's a good point so and that's not just games but now that all of our kids have phones and things like that mm-hmm. and our kids have their email associated to their phones and th- stuff mm-hmm. like that just internet safety in general i feel like we we definitely went through the like you don't share your full name your school your address any personal information you don't talk about your family or anybody else's names or what town you live in or anything you never share a picture of anybody um all of that stuff but also on incoming side like not even just games but texts emails chats like you don't click on anything ever um you know my daughter doesn't game but she has a phone and a bunch of her friends have apps like snapchat or whatsapp or things like that and Mm -hmm. so they just sent her a link to sign up for things like that and i'm like no like that we're you need we don't do that that we're not doing that you're not clicking on any link that someone sends you unless you clear it by me like you know i'll send her a link to amazon or something like that but like we 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 do not trust when there's things to click on we don't download any other apps or sign up for things without us talking about it anything like that so her thing isn't really gaming because it's just not her online interaction any sort of internet type things you know there was a friend of a friend who had gotten her phone taken away because she was talking to someone she wasn't supposed to be talking to i don't know all of the details of what happened but it was a good learning point like you don't and you don't just start talking to people if you don't know who they are you know, yeah. you never share personal information with anyone unless it's a family member that you've already saved in your phone and you know who they are. Like, you don't do any Absolutely. of that. And it's a very broad kind of thing that does definitely apply to gaming. I think the thing with gaming and our son is just kind of tiptoeing into that and he's more interested now in some PlayStation games, but like playing with larger groups of people you know mm-hmm. he's got some sports games and he wants to do like a call of duty type game that you oh, interact sure. with with other people and a lot of what it is more so for that for us is you're going to hear a bunch of things that adults say when playing video games right like that th- this is not a bunch of kids potentially right. some days there might be kids there might be a group but you could be with 45 year old men who are yeah drinking and who knows and what cursing and, and, and calling each other hear, names. exactly yeah. so that when you can't control the room or the party or the group or whoever you're playing with you have to be okay and different families are gonna have a different age for when that becomes okay for them to hear anything um, right and that is something that everybody has to decide kind of if i can't control the environment my child is in am i okay with that and trust that they're not going to repeat that or, you know, then be like that with other people because, you know, they're being berated by an adult, you know, when is that going to influence them? And, you know, do you think it's going to? So those are kind of the concerning things about some of these games, because 
I don't know. Frankly, the target demographic for video games nowadays is like 30 to 50 year olds. Like, it's, yeah, right. It's like there's a lot of men that that's what that's who they play it. But they're doing it and they're having a beer and they're sitting and they're playing sure. with some of their friends. And this nine or 10 and 12 year olds jump in like they're not going to tailor what they say to you. So just well, be prepared no. yeah. for those kind of things. So I think that's I, a really excellent point. You know, you brought up like call of duty and that that type of game where you have a very like open world in terms of who you're going to interact with Mm -hmm. and um and at one point i was i had told you i was like oh i'm gonna come up i'm gonna try to find something to suggest to you for your son because he wants to play call of duty yeah and the first game that came to mind was a star wars game called battlefront Yep, and I mentioned it to my husband because my husband does play video games. That's not his style. He doesn't really play Call of Duty type games. Um, But I mentioned it to him. He had very little input as a result. Uh, (laughs) And I was like, what about Battlefront? And he said, well, Battlefront is pretty good and people really enjoy it. But you have to be 13 to have an account. And so either you create an account and you allow your child to play on it Yep. or you set up an account for them when they are 13 Yeah. and in a stroke of i don't know luck (laughs) we went my nephew wanted to play battlefront with my son my son is 12 and we my husband again at a time when i was not home (laughs) uh he's gonna walk through the room at some point i'm gonna be saying that uh decided to set up an account for my son and unbeknownst to him uh you know gave his real age gave his real date of birth when he was setting up the account and my son is not able to play he can play but he cannot play on online oh you can play but you can't play online online. until you're 13 interesting okay yeah so my son was very upset Aww. and wanted him to like to play reload the too. game. Yeah. Yeah. I wanted him to like reload <laughs> the game, but, but the purchase of the game is linked to whatever account you set up because oh, they don't want multiple accounts yeah. playing on the same game. And it's, it was like a 20 or $30 game. Yeah, so we're not like, buying it again. <laughs> I'm not doing that. <laughs> Sorry, dude. So we are yeah. literally just going to wait until he turns 13 and then he can start playing battlefront with my nephew that is it that's the (laughs) that's the outcome so you know (laughs) take that as you will i think that probably are quite a few age restrictions i would imagine on some of these setups you know yes which makes sense yes um uh, one thing i will say is that both of my kids asked for Minecraft uh, to be able to play on the computer and which results in one of them playing on my husband's computer, which brings up an entirely different set of questions because my husband's account does not, is an adult. Doesn't have any restrictions. Um, Mm -hmm. Everything on his computer is unrestricted. So hypothetically speaking, if my kids were unsupervised, yeah. My nine year old could go onto my husband's computer, open an adult game. Those yeah. exist. Does my husband play those games? First of all, that's none of my business. Yeah, it's his computer. He plays. Yeah. It, it, he plays what he plays. You read I, and listen to what you listen to and watch and yeah. read like it is what it is. Yeah. Do I believe yeah. that that is what he is consistently doing? No, because no. I sit there with him most of the time when he's on his computer and we just yeah. chat while he's playing games. Yeah. And it is not what I am observing him playing, but that no, doesn't but I'm mean sure they're there somewhere. They don't exist. They them. do exist. Yes. And even if yes. my husband doesn't own those games, my child has the freedom to download those because he yeah. is on my husband's account. Right. So he has no restrictions. Yep. There are no yeah. restrictions on there. Yeah. So for the most part, we have to trust that they are not going to do those things mm-hmm. or we have to supervise them at all times. Yeah. We do a little bit of a little mixture. You know, sure. there are times where one of us will kind of sit down there and observe or pay attention. If my son is going to play Minecraft, 
I won't police the time that he is doing that because he is playing on a private server with my other son and my nephew. They're playing the three. Mm -hmm. Um, And I won't just sit there and watch them play Minecraft. It is really dull to do that. It is. It's very (laughs) boring to watch someone else play Minecraft. A lot of times it is not. A lot of times there is nothing (laughs) going on that will interest you at all. Yeah. Uh, So, yeah. It's not um, my it's not exciting to watch yeah. how's that. I don't so. really want to have to supervise every second. The beauty of my kids getting older is that I have more freedom and I don't have to do that. Yeah. Like I like the idea of being able to sit on the couch and watch a football game by myself because my kids are playing video games doing downstairs. Else. Yeah, no, I definitely agree. Even yeah. if it's just for forty five minutes. It's just it's quiet alone time that I didn't get three years ago that didn't exist. And so I want to trust them. We have had very few potential breaches of trust. Although my Mm -hmm. nine-year-old did download skins on Minecraft on my husband's computer. They were free, which is why he was able to do it. Yeah. And skins are just like outfits yep. for your It's just like Fortnite. Yeah. 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 They have skins on Fortnite. Every every new campaign they get new skins. Exactly. Fortnite's actually only Fortnite's rated for thirteen year olds and up, actually. Yeah. And our kids have been playing that for I know, significantly right? Significantly <laughs> since they were significantly younger than that. Yeah. So I Same. It's, <laughs> it's interesting the ratings and like it's also yeah. What are your kids comfortable with? Like, I'm not going to let them play Grand Theft Auto because there's way more inappropriate crap in that than there is. Even in, like, Call of Duty is very violent, which I, I right. get that. And the people playing are, you a know, factor. Cur- cursing. And yeah, there's a factor whatnot. there. I respect that. But, like, in some kids are not okay with violence and some kids are, and some kids might be more influenced by it. Me and my kids sit and watch, like, criminal minds law and order bones they see <laughs> dead bodies and people shootings and people getting blown up like and they doesn't phase them a bit like, and they're not like they're... i want to make a dead body no, like you're like you know... i want to i want to investigate and who killed this person i want to find the murderer and i'm like all right, right well you'll well, be a forensic person but not a you know right. shooting person so yeah, hopefully <laughs> i'm not I'm... i i think we could have an entire conversation about like the influence that the Mm -hmm. the you know adult level of these games and you could certainly go and spend and you know we've talked about that impact in movies we've talked about that a couple of times and what's age appropriate quote unquote and Mm -hmm. i've heard arguments about video games and i definitely do not want to come across as one of those people that believes that a violent video game makes a violent person sure. there isn't a lot of evidence to support that yeah. um but i if think you're a that violent person to begin with i think you may that's a different decide story. i want to play a violent video game because i love violence yes and i think that that isn't where you know your child is coming from no yeah. um but I, I think like like it's one one thing to make the argument that the flow goes one direction where maybe a violent person wants to play a violent video game. Mm-hmm. But I don't necessarily subscribe to the philosophy that it flows the other way, that mm-hmm. if you are watching something with violence or playing something with violence, it means you are going to be more violent. No, I don't, and I don't, I don't believe that necessarily. Believe... I also think though that some people get obsessive over certain things if all that my child wanted to do when he came home from school is play one violent video game until he went to bed every day that to me would be a problem because yes that is their sole influence outside of school that and that to me is a little different than i'm gonna go play this for an hour you know whatever every couple of days and then do other things i'm gonna play a board game i'm gonna go gonna you know read watch a book a show. I'm, gonna, I'm gonna go yeah. to if, my friend's house the I'm only thing that this, you right if the game. only right. thing that you do and you become obsessive over it then that's a different story but if it's just one of many things that you do as an extracurricular activity 
that would be that anything you watch or see or do or read would mean that's what you're going to turn into. And and I think that our kids obviously are still kids and they're still developing right. and learning and all of that. But they have gotten to a point that they also know that a game is pretend. It, yes. A movie is pretend. A TV is pretend. Like all of these things we see or what they're doing or influencing on a game or any of that. This is not the real world, and there's not the consequences in this game that there would be in the real world. And our kids Certainly. have the cognitive ability to do that. Now, my oldest, we don't let him just have free range of what he's going to watch oh, because well, yeah, he sure. is far more influenced even by like mean characters on TV. He, yeah. His mood is affected far more by things he watches than sure. our other two children and i think that's because cognitively he does model after what he sees far more than what our neurotypical children do so that you i can see a difference someone well and i'm not going to go into like this is why the people who shoot up schools often have mental you know issues well, but i can see it like in my house i can see that right yeah Absolutely. And you're right. That's a whole <laughs> other can uh, that we're not going to open. But you're 100% correct. The, the, the impressionability of the person is to know absolutely yeah. has to be considered. You're totally right. Yeah. If you let your older son watch violent TV and it was all he did all day, every day, he would he would, he would come probably to act believe out violently. Yeah. That, that behavior is appropriate. Yes. Because exactly. that is how he interacts with television. Yeah. And mm -hmm. so you have to treat that situation differently yes. than you would treat a situation with your nine year old son who you yeah. can sit down and have a conversation with about here is the logical explanation for why this yes. happened in that TV show. Mm hmm. You know, here's the reasoning. Here is the reality. We often say because they'll be like, "Why is that guy not in jail for something dumb?" And I'm like, "Because it's TV. Like right. this is not the real world. If you did that X Y Z, who whatever it is, in the real world, you'd be going away." Like they're like, "Yeah, no, that makes sense." And I can reason right. with the twins. My oldest doesn't have the cognitive ability to do that, so that's why Certainly. we do very Certainly. much have to, you know differ in what each is allowed to watch and do but i guess my main point is you just have to know your kids like if they're more absolutely and they will be influenced easier by certain things then you have to be more strict in what you allow them the freedom to do um and we we do like we check their search histories on things we That's obviously good. i'm not sitting next to them watching them play games necessarily but i do check in like their doors need to stay open and i walk by sure. and i see what they're doing or if they are talking to somebody i'm like okay you know i pay attention to who that is sure. and yeah. what's going on i'm not sitting by them all the time my son right now it's football season he's playing madden more than anything else right now so it's really mostly football that he's playing um sure that's its own type else. of violence <laughs> yeah that's its own yelling and screaming at the tv about your team missing a touchdown um so certainly i can feel that <laughs> still still a lot of cursing and things like that but not not so much killing but right. um but yeah, yeah i think a lot of it is Know your children, pay attention to what they're doing, look to see if they their attitude is changing, you know, yeah. be aware of if they're more moody or if things like that. And if they only want to do one activity, then that to me is a concern, too. Like then they're becoming obsessive over something. Most typical children aren't it's just one in many activities that they're looking to do oh yeah so, now i will say interacting with people. yeah i will say my older son definitely leans toward doing one or two things in the span of like a day off sure. versus yeah. my younger child who will kind of vary activities a little yeah. bit more i think that's an attention thing sometimes too yeah. um my older son, hypothetically, and I've, I've probably joked about this, would probably watch YouTube all day if <laughs> I allowed if that. Him, yeah. <laughs> um, 
that isn't to say that he would reject other options. Sure. But one thing I will say about him is that, yeah, sure. If I turned on YouTube and was like, hey, watch YouTube for a while, take it easy, take a load off, rest yeah. your mind or whatever, he would watch and maybe two hours would go by. But at the end of that two hours, I could walk up to him and go, hey, I made brownies. Have a brownie. Let's sit and talk for 15 no, minutes. And then out. you got to do your clarinet homework. And he'd be like, that sounds great. And he would yeah. like do those things. And then I would be like, why don't we watch a movie together instead of watching YouTube for another two hours? Yeah. And he would be like, I would like to watch this movie and we'll pick a movie and we'll watch yeah. together. So he would be willing to do something. It's not that he has to, he's not obsessing over it. My son's yes. the same. Like if I let him play Madden for three hours, he probably would, he would sit and do it. Certainly do but, it. Right? But if I'm like, Hey, come down and watch a movie with us. He'd be like, okay. And he'd come down. Like, yeah. He's just doing it because it's occupying his time and no one has interjected to be like, here's Nobody something else you could an do. Alternative. Like, right. But when the but... alternative is suggested, <laughs> yes. like I said, even my older son yeah. who is definitely, I mean, you know, I will say he's becoming more of an adult. And as an yeah. adult, you get older. into a groove of doing things. Mm -hmm. You know, how many people, how many adults do you know that binge watch television shows? Oh my God, all of them at some point in their life. Everybody, like, yeah. everybody does that. <laughs> well, yeah. how is that different? Watching five or six mm -hmm. hour long episodes oh of a television show over the span of a day or two, mm -hmm. that is no different than my almost teenager wanting to watch youtube for three four yeah, or five no, hours it's totally the same. it isn't yeah. to say that that's advisable right i mean you probably shouldn't sit and do that as an adult you probably shouldn't but sit and watch do... tv for five hours but yeah. Yeah. but a lot of people do get into that mental mindset at times where they're just like i just need to sit here i need to like turn off my brain this yeah. is a form of relaxation for me and I do respect that to a point. Obviously, sure. moder everything in moderation, right? Yeah, everything. Yeah, yeah. alcohol. Yeah, everything Television. in moderation. Yeah. Online games. Yeah, like let's go easy, guys. No, don't don't <laughs> overdo it. Okay, let's uh let's vary it up once in a while. No, but uh, good. Yeah, I think uh, that yeah. our kids are an interesting um you know age because they did go through the whole we're shut down you can't leave your house thing for a period yeah. and they were older so they didn't just that wasn't their first opportunity to make friends but i do think a lot right. of them still wound up with the mindset like i'm going to interact with people from my house you yeah. know and that's still somewhat happening plus they're not old enough to drive themselves anywhere they're not you know, know wait till that right <laughs> but like i hope that they like go places and do that um and sure. see people in person i will say that it drives me crazy and this happened a couple of times when there's three boys in my house and they're all just playing the same video game next to each other i'm like interact with each other in real life I know. people like I talk know. to each other don't just sit and stare at your switch and like play in yeah. the game like do something. You're next to each other. Like, I yeah. get it if you're interacting and you want to play when you're all at separate houses as a way to kind of kind of connect. But when you're all in the same place, just do something. Like, yeah, together. my that, little that's one. That's a pet peeve of mine. Yeah, my youngest has a kid who lives kind of around the corner from us. And they both play Roblox. And one, my son will go to this kid's house and they will sit next to each other and play <laughs> Roblox for hours, if allowed, if no sure, interruptions sure, sure. Yeah, occur. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. They would just sit there for hours <laughs> and play Roblox. Yeah. And they, they're playing the same game and they do talk to each other. Sure, they interact but slightly, but yeah, <laughs> they're on different but, ends of the yeah, the yeah. world and oh, I one hundred percent agree <laughs> with you. As much as I appreciate the my son going to another kid's house when i know that he is spending every minute of his time there playing yeah. that game i'm kind of like Ugh, yeah isn't that's, there that's something else like, come on guys yeah so all right let's open this Oktoberfest. yeah and evaluate Absolutely. this i've had 100%. a few i've had a few Oktoberfests this fall 
Yes, my husband and I agree. Jeez, they fill these cans to the top. I Have know you they're seen literally. That? It's yeah. like I open this thing and it like shoots out at me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So what have you and like, Mike agreed? My husband what? and I have agreed that it's not too late to drink Oktoberfest. I think that at this, this phase, we're, we're, we're still in a still safe here. area. Yeah, yeah. It's not. This is not too old to drink. I agree. Um, that yeah. was our that was our consensus when we bought this four pack. I was like, well, this is okay, right? We can buy a, an Oktoberfest and drink it in November, right? And he was like, yeah, totally. Yeah, that seems reasonable. This is a good, it's mild, um, but it's mm. it's got a good flavor to it. It's, you know, it's, it's so nice sometimes to drink a pale ale of some sort, something that's got bitterness to it, mm-hmm. and then shift gears and totally drink something flavor. that's like sweet, yeah. And malty, so, yeah. super and even, malty. Yeah, Almost Oktoberfests are, but that's yes. definitely coming out to me in the yeah, flavor 100%. is the maltiness to it. Yeah, you totally. go from the the bitterness of the hops to like the smoothness of the malt, and it's it's so refreshing. Such a different taste. Like your taste yeah. buds are getting all kinds of things today. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, I uh, really enjoy that. It's this is good. Um, I had drank a little. I think I had drank, shared a can of this with my husband, uh, before we recorded today, and um, at some point after buying this, and uh, and was pleased. Mm -hmm. It had been a little. It has been a little while since I've had an Oktoberfest. Um, so I'm not gonna sit here and put it next to anything else. But no, I um, couldn't do that. Yeah, no, this is good. But it's good. good. Is... I really like it. I'm very. It's happy got a good it. flavor. It's very malty. It's it's a it's a mild. It's not like sometimes we drink a lot of beers that are like really bold and like yes, you can only drink so many of it. You know, so much of it. This is a very easy drinking, smooth kind of beer that is absolutely. More, we go from like the crisp, clean you know, sit outside when it's sunny to like the nice malty, nice mouthfeel, like sit outside by a fire type beer. Yeah. That's what we got going on here, in yeah. my opinion. <laughs> I think that's a really good uh, description. Totally. Yeah, this is a good fire pit beer. This is a good fire pit beer. I agree. Yeah. I agree. Fantastic. All I've right. enjoyed both of these. Yeah. So that was great. Be- up for trying some more when we make our way up there but these were both very tasty beers that are very much exactly what they were what they were going for so totally um, yep yeah seeds I, I brewing you guys that. check them out yeah all right thanks yep catch you next time bye thanks everyone for listening to the latest musings from parenting by the pint Be sure to find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, and make sure that you rate, review, and subscribe to us wherever you find your podcasts. Have a great week, and cheers to you all.